0: Welcome to my podcast, the show. I still haven't figured out what I'm going to call this thing yet. Uh, it's Hey, what did I miss? Hey, Coach Cam, salute. Joining me, special guest, my brother from another, Mr. K, Mr. Jean Christophe How do you say that? Jean Christophe, how do you say that? Say from uh, it say from <laughs> me. Jean,
1: Jean- Christophe Louis Monsanto. Yeah,
0: yeah, all those names. But to me, <coughs> to everybody else who knows him and loves him it's just mr k you know uh he's been at guys council for three years now and uh he's been so kind to uh step on with us to talk about men's emotional mental health briefly trying to make a series of you know helpful videos for everybody you know uh, you know everybody needs just to sometimes hear a different approach or be uh reminded of certain things and i think this is definitely important mr k and i you know once in a while we try to stop in at least once a week just to you know say lay lay some thoughts and you yeah. know on each other give some words to encouragement and we take that time and i and i thought of him when i had the idea to actually have this uh topic so uh thanks for coming on taking the time I appreciate you as always in the work you do uh with our children Thank you. first off you know i want to just there's such a big stigma that goes on with, with men's mental and emotional health. What is that about exactly? You know, uh, what, do you, what do you what goes on? What is that stigma that, that's
1: held over a lot of men's heads when I mean, talking about this particular topic? I mean, a lot of it is, is societal. A lot of it is societal, but it's also cultural. What you end up looking at when it comes to society and having um, men to talk about their feelings. When it comes to mental about feelings uh, with a lot of cultures and a lot of societies, it's seen as not being masculine enough because the way we're supposed to express what we're going through is through, is through fighting, it's through fighting, it's through uh, looking as aggressive as possible and looking as mas- masculine as possible. But to sit down to have a conversation about what's going on with us, because it's seen as feminine, a lot of times when it's abandoning now, the way that it's translated to a lot of people is that, they either avoid it completely, or when they do try to attempt to talk about it because they're put down so much, they end up not talking about it at all. I can mm-hmm. tell you, honestly, even with my own family, growing up, when there will be times where I wanted to have the conversation with my family. I, I grew up in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, my family is Haitian, and having that conversation with them where I remember in college where I was unhappy because I was pursuing a career that my family wanted for me. Mm-hmm. It was engineering. And there would be times where I would come home late and my parents, my mother would just say, man up. And that was something that my brother also heard. But when it came to my cousins or any other of the women in my family, they would have a conversation with them, sit down with them, see what's going on with them. So as a result, at in our 30s now, the women in my family are more emotionally mature than the men are. Mm. And that's something that, you know we're trying to change a lot now like my sister she's finds a way now to put it into our conversations in our group chats where and the thing is the stigma you're talking about it's so embedded and ingrained in us that at some point in the group chat she said I love you to all of us and my brother and I automatically thought that something was wrong with her Mm. like that mere process of saying this i first i thought it was something that was mostly that was yeah that was in haiti but what i kept noticing over and over again is that this was something that was more prevalent in the black community and uh, especially with black men like we're, we're not taught how to say i love you to one another like the it's become such an insecurity that we feel the need to add at the end, I love you, man. Like we have to add that extra, bit, or sometimes we won't even say the I. So sometimes it will be, I love you, man, or just love you, or like this thing. And it's done so quickly and so suddenly it's like a way, yeah, yeah, I said it. All right. I covered that ground. We can move on to the next topic now. When you sit down with a lot of men individually, like I can use my brother, for example, where, um, a lot of his friends, I met him and a bunch of his friends in Boston a couple of years ago. And what kept happening is when we were all together, it was like, you know, hey, what's up? You know, like drinking and all that stuff, like having fun. But then we were, there would be moments where I would have a moment with just one of them. Almost all of them were going through the same things emotionally. But when I asked him the same, that same question at the end, I said, did you all, do you all talk to one another about this? And they all said no, but me being an outsider, I kind of became that kind of like that buffer to be able to have that conversation with me. But it was interesting to see that none of them who were all of them were going. They all went to the same school, yet all of them were having these conversations with one another, like with one another. But no one was having deep conversations about what was going on with them emotionally, even though all of them were sharing the same thing. So we end up hurting each other a lot because we're not giving each other the chance to really to know each other to that level.
0: Right.
1: Right.
0: Right. Yeah. So it you know, it's along those lines of right, we, we, we walk around and we have to keep this mask on. Right. We gotta keep this mask on that uh everything is good, you know, nothing nothing is bothering us and you know, we're we're handling our business. Yeah. You know? When when truthfully, you know, you know, we do a lot of things, you know. Um I know me personally, you know, it's very it, it is very difficult for me to open up at times uh, and 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 feel like in a way that I'm expressing myself with purpose, like right. with meaning, you know. Um and and then even then it's it's kind of you know holding back what I really want to say and trying to play on words because you're thinking about the consequences, you never want to be seen as weak and things like that, right. you know. Um and it's a work in progress, you know, right. every day. And, you know, something that, you know, I can admit out loud now, being, you know, a 38 year old man, and I'm still struggling. You know, try to, you know, speak about my emotions. But I think definitely the first step is just admitting to the fact that, you know, we don't talk about it enough. Like, we get worried, we get anxious, you know, we get depressed, we overthink at times, you know, but being able, being comfortable enough to say that you know, out loud to somebody, you know, and I think, you know, with such the social backlash of it, it's very, it can be worrisome. It can be, it can be troublesome, you know, because as a society, even though they say it's okay, you still have, you know, you still feel the need to put your shield and guard up because, you know, it's just, it's just been so long. It's been, it's, it's been ingrained. You know, it's just, right. it's like, it's like breaking any habit, right? Um, but ultimately, you know, uh, shout out to my wife, uh, because she said this to me and she knows the work of progress and I appreciate it. She said it, but ultimately, it is your choice. You either want to break out of it or not, you know? And, you know, I had to think about that and then, it, you know, not be all, like, you know, but I had to think about it a little bit and I'm like, you know what, to so, an you know, to an extent, and not even to an extent, she's right, you know, ultimately, you have to be willing to put in the work every day. And just know that you're going to, you know, you're going to stumble with it and and things like that. So uh, with that being said, uh, do you have any, like, strategies or ways that maybe, you know, guys can open up a little bit and just be okay or, you
1: know? So, like you said, um, the first step is to to acknowledge what the issue is. I think um, getting to be able to talk about what's going on is... Getting to talk about it is difficult. However, what ends up happening sometimes because we want to talk about, once we realize that we want to talk about something, we end up doing too much where we end up overcompensating and then we end up realizing, okay, you're trying to cover all of them at the same time. Mm -hmm. I think the first step would be to at least first uh, acknowledge one issue at a time and say, okay, this is what it is I'm going through right now. And then find a way to at least, are you able to have the conversation with yourself first?
0: Because before
1: before inviting somebody else in, it's also being first able to realize that, okay, this is what I can acknowledge. Because a lot of times, you can get the courage to talk to somebody else about it. But if you haven't dealt with it on your own, or you are able to essentially get over that hurdle of denial... Being open to talk to someone else may not result to anything because you also haven't been able to um, work on your own foundations. In addition, now, that can also be a hurdle to be able to handle it on your own. So inviting somebody in, it can be somebody trustworthy. Now, I know even if it's, you know, you may have married somebody, but that person may not be the closest person you're with. Mm -hmm. So it's finding essentially who is that person that you know that you can trust to be able to open up, to be able to say, listen, this is what I've noticed these past couple of days that have been happening to me. I think I do need to talk to someone. So you can start with that one-on-one. I right. think that one-on-one can be able to help you find a way to let yourself be vulnerable. And I think that's where that aspect of, like you mentioned, the whole being weak, it, 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 like we don't even realize how much courage it actually takes us to be able to get to that point because you're you're literally talking about admitting you're you you have this notion of yourself you have this notion that this is who I am I am strong I'm the protector I'm the caregiver I can't show weakness because then my family will see it but having that courage to let them realize that you also have those weaknesses you also have those vulnerabilities that you, you, you don't need to be this totem pole for them that you can be each other's totem poles yeah. that you all can stand with one another and i think that first hurdle to be able to first pick on pick a certain issue that you know is either the most pressing or that you want to address first working on yourself when it comes to talking about okay making sure that you're not in that denial phase that you'll be able to let somebody else in
0: mm-hmm. and
1: finding your go-to person. Like who is the person that you know that you can't open up to, to have this conversation. Now I know myself growing up, you know, it, it's, it's, I, I grew up surrounded by divorce. There was, mm-hmm. I never actually saw love being shown to me physically. Like mm-hmm. I have not seen it, because all the people around me i think the only person who was um in a relationship growing up was my uncle and when he married his wife but even then i never saw you know, i never saw adults kissing i never saw them holding hands like the stuff you would see in movies I, I just didn't see it so when i first started dating myself i started realizing a lot of the things i was doing was instead of looking for a solution to keep, you know, like instead of that, okay, this is what's happening. There's a cycle going on here. I just skipped out. You found just, a way to, I, yeah. Exactly. I just I kept, looking the cycle,
0: kept looking through it. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Until I met my husband. Yeah. And he was the one that, him, he comes from a steady home. Well, whatever that definition may be now. Right. Um, <laughs> two parents, right. Two-parent household. Like his parents just celebrated like over 25 years of marriage. Mm. And it was something I never saw. And he actually sat down with me and had the blunt and honest conversation with me to help me realize that, do you notice you keep doing this? Do you notice that you keep skipping out every time things get rough? Like you don't want that challenge. And I realized that every time taking on that challenge means I'd have to make myself vulnerable and make myself look weak. And that power that I that is essentially my identity, I had to let some of it go to let somebody else in to be in a successful relationship because I was sabotaging things myself because I was just saying that, well, I'm going to listen. I used to listen just to be right. I wasn't mm-hmm. really listening to have a conversation mm-hmm. with somebody else. Yeah. And a lot of it is like that male ego that, you know, the culture I grew up in. So a lot of it is where, you know, being allowing him to get in. And that took a while. It, it took a while. It's not, and I, that's something I want everyone to know also that, Doing this, don't expect to get a result within a day or a week or a month. It's going to take some time. And what is important is finding a way to be patient with yourself, to allow yourself to grow. And that and there's going to be those moments where you collapse. There's going to be those moments where you have where your weakness really comes through. There's going to be those moments where it feels like you're failing. But it. I think, like one, uh, like uh, Jeff, who <laughs> works with up here, the what he loves to say is, "It's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yeah. You don't expect to give this quick burst to get to a to a finish line. It's not. You're gonna keep going and going and going, and you're gonna take some breaks. You're gonna need that water break sometimes. You're gonna need to stretch. So all that is part of that process to be able to get to. It's not gonna be your full ideal self, mm-hmm. but it's gonna be a self that you can be happy with and that you can be proud of." Awesome. Uh, wow. And, you know,
0: <laughs> I listened to you. Once you said self-sabotage, I kind of was like, oh, man, you know, like you think, you think you're think you doing everybody a favor by, you know, by being closed off when in actuality, you know, you're hurting everyone around you because there are people around you that really do care about you and want to see you successful. And it's just this wall that you have up. And sometimes you have a wall that you don't even know that is up. You just, you know, you fall into... Your comfort zone in, in the different uh different habits you have, and you just kind of like, I'm good. Is it? No, you're not. No, you're, you're not, not. good. Right. We see you're not good. What's up? You know, speak exactly. up. And then you know, and and, and that's what you, you, know. you said
1: there too. Like being that friend. Like when you know, like they're saying that I'm good, and you know they're not. Address. Like I'm exactly. not supposed to push the person, but mm-hmm. don't let it go by right. because a lot of times then it just keeps piling up, uh, and then yeah. you're gonna get to a point where it's gonna be too difficult to even approach it. But Mm-hmm. Tackle it from the beginning, like yeah. set those norms and those and that narrative that it is consistent amongst your circle of friends. Mm-hmm. That you know that this is what we talk about. We don't put under the rug like we address it. We talk about it, and that's that's the, and you know what? Fully addressing every aspect of a relationship or friend a, of a, a a friendship that's what makes it a relationship. Otherwise, it's codependency. You're just really um, standing time to each other because you both are trying to fill up a void. With each other's company, but yeah. if you have a full cool, meaningful friendship that has that has addressed everything together, you'll truly be friends or partners with, to one another right
0: man yeah. wow that thank you so much for sharing it yeah. yes yeah, <laughs> that's a great that's a great stuff uh you know some you know some tips I've been looking up you know just you know, don't be afraid to approach somebody who who you think is having you know problem opening up and things like that uh you know some people's skins are tougher than others it is a process you got to take time um and you know i would say trust that that person does care about you they just you know they just trying to you know figure themselves out you know you, yeah. you touched that touched on that too how about you know about you know self care being aware of self mm-hmm. knowing you know knowing about you and trusting you and you know, trying to trying to figure you out, and you know, it's it's a process. It takes time. There are you know, like I said, people out there willing to help. Like I said, I know talking to you at least once a week. You know, it, it's helpful, and 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 I advise other people to do that. Just talk to somebody else. You know, once a week, just to sometimes you just need somebody to ground you. You know, you 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 know, your mind goes to different places, and sometimes you just need to say it out loud. And then you had that person just look at you crazy, like, "What are you talking about? like oh yeah you right
1: that's oh, right, yeah, I mean, and you'd be surprised like you 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 can and you can reach those thresholds together, right like I said, and you know, like you and I do like that quick check in, even if it's like that the, like joking about like on texts or or video games or whatever it is that works for us, right, and you know we just like we we've known each other for three years now, and right. I can honestly say that you know you and I have done a lot of work together that it's it's still a struggle with some friends I've known a longer time, yeah. but it's because I'm at a stage in my life now where I know more about mental health. It's not, I'm not in a place where it's stigmatized, you know, growing up in Haiti, it was never talked about. It right. was just, and I realize a lot now that those, the people that my family used, to, or the people around me, like mm-hmm. the one that they would say, oh, you see that one over there? Yeah, careful about that one. Don't, don't, stay away from him. Stay yeah, away from her. Yeah. I realize now that person was just is this has mental health, um, right. that they needed to, that that was not catered to, right? right. So,
0: the real quick, I, I'm gonna go over some signs real quick for people to look out for. You know, if you see somebody struggling socially, uh, they're having problems at work, change the sleeping patterns. <laughs> <laughs> That's me once a month, my, my sleeping patterns like it's crazy. Uh, excessive drinking, you know, drug use, mood swings. Uh, thoughts about, you know, suicide and things like that. Uh, look, there's help out there. Contact doctor, friends and family. I guarantee somebody has at least one person in their life that they don't even know about
1: to, you know, try to... Uh, NYC Well. To. Also. Oh, say, say that again, please. Say that again. NYC Well. NYC Well is another good resource that we have. Because like, I know uh, um, with some people, it might be because of family and friends that they're afraid of, they prefer someone who's neutral. So uh, NYC Well is a good idea to start with there also.
0: No, this is not going to just be a one-off discussion. I think we're going to touch back on this, maybe get more into depth with different things. But I really I really like to make this like a more, you know, constant thing. Maybe like once a month or twice a month, we just, you know, touch base on it. You know, this will be our way to touch base with the rest of you who are who are tuning in and watching, Mr. K, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your efforts. And as always, like I said, we're gonna get back to this. And any resources, please reach out, and um, we will check on you guys soon. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Coach. Especially uh, for Mental Health Awareness Month this month. Oh yes, definitely Mental, we for the- Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah, look at that. I did something. I did something good by accident <laughs> on purpose by accident. Okay. All
0: right, be well. All right, you're well, well, thank you.